This is Millennially Speaking, a podcast about politics, pop culture, and everything in between. I'm David Latimer, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Cheryl Boyer. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. That's good. So what I want to talk about first is Julian Assange. Oh my gosh. So this past week, Julian Assange was arrested. Um, For those of you who don't know, Julian Assange is the founder of WikiLeaks. He's the creepiest, creepy person ever. Uh, He has all your secrets. You've seen those pictures of him, too? Oh, I'm scared. He looks creepy. Um, But he, yeah, he was arrested. Uh, He actually has been, for the last seven years, he was actually um, in the Ecuadorian uh, embassy in London. And he's Uh, Australian. Yeah, he was was there seeking asylum because of a uh, a rape charge or rape allegation. So he was going to be arrested for that. And then through a series of events, he ended up needing to seek asylum there. So he's been there chilling for the last seven years. And from reports of it, I was hearing a lot of things of um, they were really mad at him there um, in the embassy. Why would they be mad at him? Well, I mean, like he was. <sighs> would he, he not keep he not clean up after himself? No, he was. He would do like really weird things. Like He was like skateboarding down the halls and oh, stuff like that. Oh, my God. He's um, And the he, he would. Like the room would smell bad or something. Like I was right, he wasn't keeping up after. Yeah, himself. no, he. Well, he hasn't left that building for seven years. So how much? So you skateboard? Down I don't know. The he halls. basically he was he was a big problem there. But there's a lot of questions about the sort of the the pretext or or exactly under what circumstances he was arrested for. So basically, the charges right now were uh, conspiracy to, quote, break a password to a classified U.S. government computer. Based on that, you would assume he had already successfully breached or he had gotten close to breaching. As far as we know, there's actually no indication that he ever, you know, got close right. to breaching. Uh, and and the, the other issues that also is... They're they're also including Chelsea Manning in this. She was also I don't know if you remember. She's the whistleblower. Right? Yeah, she was the original whistleblower back in I believe it was 2010. Yeah. Um, had had released all those documents through WikiLeaks. Well, um, that's the thing. If everyone has anyone that has any type of government um official document, they always take it to WikiLeaks. And it's so weird. Do people just sit on WikiLeaks all day and they're just like, oh hey, like this just released. Like I'm like, how do you guys know about these like detailed documents that are uploaded by these people that like uh julian assange that have been gone for like eight years living somewhere where god only knows where Mm -hmm. so the biggest issue right now that we're having to deal with journalists are kind of concerned because also part of the indictment uh as part of conspiracy says that quote Assange and Manning took measures to conceal Manning as the source of the disclosure of classified records to WikiLeaks in 2010, including by removing usernames from disclosed information and deleting chat logs between Assange and Manning. So basically, they're worried about the the simple journalistic ability to conceal sources to be able to, in any situation, get information that you need as a journalist, mm-hmm. and they're worried that should he be you know actually convicted as part of this particular indictment that it would set a bad precedent or a bad example for journalism um well i think nowadays journalism is under attack unfortunately and a lot of um anything that has to do with journalists is being so heavily criticized these days and everyone's because Honestly, a lot of people don't like journalists. They don't like news reporters and all that other stuff because the truth comes out. Sometimes it's he say, she says, and all this extra stuff. It's dramatic. But um, 
No, that's, I don't know, that's interesting. Now I'm thinking about it from that point of view. Because and, Well, and the issue that they're also saying is that this whole indictment seems pretty flimsy. Because they seem to, back, back when he was going to be arrested for these rape charges back in early 2010, it seemed like the, the whole reason was to somehow get him extradited so that way he could be charged by the U.S. government. But, so they were, they were trying on a flimsy charge. So, now they're saying the same thing. But this is solely based on rape charges. Like, well, the, the original was, the, like, the reason he had to seek asylum was because of these rape allegations that had he been extradited to, to go to trial for that, mm-hmm. the U.S. government would have gotten him first. That's, it's just... Because he would have been, you know exposed and and free to be charged um and then in this case they're also saying that potentially this is a flimsy uh prosecution or this is a a flimsy argument so that way he would then be again in legal jeopardy right because he's no he's no longer you know seeking asylum or he can't because he's been arrested already oh my god this is just Uh, so so this is sort of a big question just a more broader question whistleblowers Mm. And, and people that leak classified documents because we know that Julian Assange and WikiLeaks is also responsible for the 2016 DNC email releases. Yes. So I've, literally any type of political or government document is released on WikiLeaks. Right. It's a big deal. Well, I guess I guess my question would be twofold. One, should Julian Assange be able to leak that information? And two, should journalists then be able to take that information and publish it and the public be able to read it in that case yes i think yes so. to both actually absolutely yes to both i think that don't you want to know what's going on what your country's doing where your money's going mm-hmm. why these officials feel these certain type of way like don't you want to know about that and i feel like you have the right to there are some government documents that you have the right to see you have the right to see how much someone in government is being paid because it's your money you know what i mean so I do think that when it comes down to these facts and all these things that the government is doing for you, like at the end of the day, it comes down to you as being a citizen. You have the right to know what's going on. And I understand that it's a conflict of interest because you also have, okay, well, people that aren't American citizens can somehow get access to these details. I get it. But um, I don't know. And that's what a lot of people like about WikiLeaks is that WikiLeaks gives you that option and it's illegal at the same time. WikiLeaks is basically the dark web brought to light. Right. And it's it's cool. But at the same time, it's it's kind of scary. I don't know if you ever read the Edward Snowden, some of his. Well, uploads. and that's the thing. Edward Snowden, he went about it a little bit differently. Instead of going through WikiLeaks, he went through a journalist. Right. So so then you have, like I said, the question of by bringing in uh, it was Glenn Greenwald mm-hmm. um, by bringing him in. Uh, to give him the information, should then Glenn Greenwald say, no, I know that these are classified inform, like I know this is classified documents. And and it was a, a very important thing that he exposed about government surveillance right. that, you know, we didn't really know about and was sort of ongoing mm-hmm. past when it made sense. Yeah. But it was kind of like, should he as a journalist then say, you know what? No, I shouldn't. No, because he's a journalist. And as someone, you're a journalist as well. We both are somewhat journalists. It is just something where that's your job. You're supposed to report. And even if you know that it's classified information that could potentially have uh, national security implications. Mm, hold on. That's because that's that's, the <laughs> that's pro- the, that was that's the problem with said, the Edward Snowden like, stuff. Yeah, it's weird. And I get it. About revealing sources and stuff. But 
I feel like as a journalist, you're supposed to somehow make certain things, just take certain things out. Right. That's when, you, like, as a journalist, you, like, it's weird. You have access to this story. And you're supposed to, you're supposed to break the story down. A, you're supposed to summarize the story so everyone understands it. And B, take certain details out. Well, and if he wanted to, he should be able to, if it was his request, he should be able to keep the anonymity of his source. Absolutely. You shouldn't have to expose that because that's sort of a journalistic, it's part of, part of journalism. It's, first of all, it is the only uh, profession that is protected by the constitution, which yes, is very it's unique. First amendment, right? It's very unique, but. Like I said, you're not free from the consequences though. Right. Which... That's, and that's true, but there's also no set code of ethics. Right. The, the issue is that in journalism, because anybody could really be a journalist, sort of how you go about journalism is sort of all subjective. Right. So and if you don't your like... ethic code is different from somebody else's potentially. Exactly. And if you don't like that person's code, then you become a freelance journalist. Then you can literally do whatever exactly. you want, report what you want, and it's a done deal. So and nowadays everyone's a freelance journalist. <laughs> you have Twitter, you're a freelance journalist. Just like everybody's a journalist, everybody's got a podcast, don't they? <laughs> Something I thought that was very interesting that I wanted to talk about is Kim Kardashian. I thought we were never going to talk about the Kardashians which, on this which in Traditionally, we would not. But this is actually something that is interesting. So it was mm. revealed. What day was that? Um, Some point last yesterday. week. Was it yesterday? Oh, no. Yesterday was when she uploaded her Instagram post about it. Well, either way, she, she uploaded something talking about how she's actually studying for the bar exam and she wants to be a lawyer like she wants to get into this profession which is mm. I, it's kind of interesting and it's it's almost like the culmination of some things that she's been doing the last couple years right. um i kind of thought at first it was like kissing up to trump um partly because her husband is a trump supporter um mm. but no, she she really is wanting to be a lawyer because she did she she talked to I forget her name. Um you have to find out who it is. Who? The the lady that she helped uh that she convinced Trump to pardon. Oh, um for the, the older lady, right? Yeah. 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 Um find her name. But yeah, she's very she's very interested in, in well, law. Her dad was a lawyer. So right. I love the Kardashians actually. I just hate when they're brought up in news, but this is kind of news. I think it's a great thing. I support it. I think that because she has such a large following and because so many young girls look up to Kim Kardashian, she's doing great. We're seeing her be more than she's not a porn star, but let's call it like shit is. She got famous off a video. She put out one. (laughs) You release one sex tape and now that's all you're known for. Okay, but who was she before that besides Paris Hilton's um, closet cleaner? And... Whatever her dad's name's uh, to be daughter. fair, to, yeah. To be fair, you can just be Rob Kardashian's daughters, and that's but they good wouldn't enough. have the money they have now. He was pretty mm-hmm. well off. His estate was pretty well off, yeah, right? Am yeah, I... but Kim Kardashian and her whole family, even her two sisters, who I doubt that there's a lot of Olympians out there that have kids that aren't as famous as the Jenners. Even her two sisters are out here making millions and billions of dollars off of being basically related to Kim Kardashian. I. I support this 100%. She is just amazing to me. And especially as someone that's going into law, like, 
I look up to it. I mean, it kind of sucks because so, so she's not going to law school. Mm-hmm. Like when you're taking the the bar is a very hard exam. You have torts. You have so many things that are involved in this exam. It's not the LSAT where the LSAT sits there and it talks to you basically about questions uh, like, you know, logic and reasoning questions. The bar is strictly any possible outcome or anything that involves the law strictly. And that's pretty interesting is that anybody can really take a bar exam. Anyone, anybody well, anybody yeah. that wants to try can take a bar exam. If you have a bachelor's degree, you can, or no, if you have a bachelor's degree, you can go to law school, but anyone can be a lawyer, right? As far, yeah, yeah. you don't have to go to law school. She's She hasn't gone to law school. Well, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, law school is kind of like the uh, stepping ground to, because it's highly, highly recommended to go to law school. Well, yeah, if I was going to go that route, that's what I would do. But, <laughs> exactly. I mean, but um, do you want to hear her Instagram post? Yeah, what did she say? So she posted a picture of her studying, which is cute. Last year, I registered with the California State Bar to study law. For the next four years, a minimum of 18 hours a week is required. I will take a written and multiple choice test monthly. As my first year is almost coming to an end, I am preparing for the baby bar, a mini version of the bar, which is required when studying law this way. I've seen some comments from people who are saying it's my privilege or money that got me here, but that's not the case. One person actually said I should stay in my lane. I want people to understand that there is nothing that should limit your pursuit of your dreams and the accomplishments of new goals. You can create your own lanes just as I am. For anyone assuming this is the easy way out, it's not. My weekends are spent away from my kids while I read and study. I work all day, Put times I feel overwhelmed, and when I feel like I can't do it, I get the pep talks I need from people around me supporting me. I changed my number last year and disconnected from everyone because I have made the strict commitment to follow a dream of mine. It's never too late to follow yours. I want to thank Van Jones for believing in me and introducing me to Jessica Jackson. Jessica, along with Aaron Haney, have taken on the role of my mentors and I am forever grateful to them both putting in so much time in me, believing in me, supporting me through this journey. This week, I have a big torts essay due on negligence. Wish me luck. Wait, wait, wait. You said Van Jones, like political commentator, former member of the Obama administration, Van Jones? I, it's what I said. And I, I said what I, what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> I, okay. I, 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 so mm. I had two points to make, but now I have to make it even stronger. She, first of all, she said <laughs> it has it nothing. To, it has nothing to do with privilege. Okay, that's privilege. All, already, it had to do with privilege because somebody who is highly well known in political as well as law. Yeah, well, somebody background. that's somebody that's wealthy is able to to take the time away from their family to be able to just study. To take a bar exam. Like, well, forget being regular wealthy. People. You're Kim Kardashian. People right. are going to respond to Kim Kardashian. No, the president uh, responded to Kim Kardashian. Exactly. But now, now on top of it, you kept reading, Van Jones introduced <laughs> me to somebody. In the same breath that you say it has nothing to do with my privilege, you got something that nobody else would be able to get, which is Van Jones knew you, so Van Jones could introduce you to some other person I'm that can help more. you with... Right. Is Van Jones helping you, though? Jesus is helping me. Exactly. That's all I have. Exactly. You're you're studying not because of privilege. You're going to get there from hard work. Legitimate hard work. Not, I just. Just I, let it out. It's just amazing <laughs> that in the same breath that she says it's not about privilege and yet she points out her privilege. It's but amazing. But are you knocking this though? Like are you. I, 
I mean, I honestly have this like, um, I have this theory that I don't see this coming. I don't see this following through. Like everyone's hype about it now. Okay, yeah, she's been studying for a year. Studying law is very, very difficult. My sister, who's an attorney, she, I, there's been times where even her librarian would call my mom and say, please tell your daughter to go home. She's having a panic attack. She's freaking out. Yada, yada, yada. So when, I mean, like, she's still active. She's like, oh, like, I deleted my number and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're still active. You're still at these, you know, celebrity things, which I'm not knocking. Everyone has different study habits. I get it. But at the same time, like, I just don't see this following through. I mean, I don't have a problem with her necessarily doing this. Everybody has a second act. Like, mm-hmm. she, she, like she was 20. doing her. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because she can. Because back to the privilege thing, you can have a second or third or 15th act because you've got the money to be able to do that. Yeah. But I, I have no problem with her wanting to try something different, especially something that she's passionate about. Mm-hmm. I just worry that it'll become a distraction. That any case that she takes, it's not about her being a good lawyer. It would be about, oh, it's Kim Kardashian that's taking oh my case. Oh my gosh, her it's, rates it's kind are going to be so high. Exactly. It's kind <laughs> of like um, Michael Avenatti right now, the mm-hmm. former lawyer for Stormy Daniels. Granted, he's now, you know, he's been arrested and he's dealing with charges yeah. on his own. But in that sort of interim period before that happened, it was kind of like, here we go, it's Michael Avenatti. It's not yeah. about him being a lawyer anymore. It's about him being the guy. Yeah. So it was kind of... It's hard to take him as your lawyer anymore because he himself has become the news. Rather than him, like, defending you, he himself has become an issue. I mean, well, then at the same time, like, okay, so judges are supposed, when you're a judge, when you're anyone in law, you're supposed to separate your judicial beliefs separate from your personal beliefs and views well well, they do that with with jurors too you're supposed to basically separate yourself from reality and place yourself here and only here but i just feel like the courtroom just won't take this seriously and i feel like that's what she's trying to like like that's what she's fighting with right now like oh like take like i'm going to be a serious lawyer but at the same time like first of all i want to know what type of law she's going into because there's a lot my worry is less about how the courtroom will take it but maybe more about how the media will take it oh, will God. they will they make a big deal about her cases that maybe I'm she so is just small maybe she's just trying to be a lawyer and trying to do lawyer things but because you're kim kardashian i feel like if she had done this first and sort of followed in rob kardashian's it wouldn't be a thing and yeah if she did her little porn thing got her money i'm sorry not a porn star she did her little sex tape that got leaked and stacked her money up there and she was still in college or whatever it'd be a different she, yeah story. i feel like if she had done it if she'd done it the other way around isn't she like how old is she she probably is almost 40 now oh wow she looks great wow this i love her but at the same time i feel like she makes the weirdest moves but this is just different so i'm I know. very i i would say good luck to her because i don't want her to fail because uh, yeah. she seems like she's passionate about this but yeah, I don't know. They were also passionate about that dash line in Florida or in Miami that failed. But Oy. good luck on your torts exam, Kim. It's the last time we'll talk about them, I promise. Ever. So have you heard of the States Act? Mm, no, hit me. So the States Act, actually, this that's the the shorter name for it. it's actually called strengthening the 10th amendment through entrusting states act. So what that is, is it's 
what they're calling one of the highest profile marijuana bills for for Congress, uh, what it would do is it would prevent the federal government from enforcing its marijuana ban in any state that has already legalized it or any state that plans on legalizing it. So a lot of people don't realize this, but places like Colorado, where it is legal, you could still be in trouble or at fault. Um, at the you know, federal level? At the federal level, because right. it is still considered a class one drug mm-hmm. um, up there with heroin. So, <laughs> Which is crazy. Which, which that's a completely <laughs> separate debate of as to why it's there. Right. But it's the idea that if a state, which, you know, people from across the aisle have decided that states should have their rights and states should do what's in their best interest. That's fine. the point of states having a government. Right. Then let them. Let them decide, I want to legalize marijuana, no uh, restrictions, let it be a recreational drug, tax it, whatever. Then let them do that and stop letting the federal government be in the way by the the federal mandate or, or the federal law about drugs. Prevent them from doing that. Mm-hmm. It's so weird because I am someone who's pro marijuana. Right. And as you know, we both live in Jersey. Jersey actually had the marijuana bill. It was brought to the floor in March. Right. It's, well, it, it was, was brought, a couple of times. Well, yeah. So it was, but this time, like everyone kind of was like, it's going to be legalized this time. Like it's going 100 percent like no way it's not going to be. Uh-huh. And then it flopped. Yeah. And everyone's pretty mad, including a lot of legislators were mad. A lot of legislators were like. I am so tired of hearing about this bill. Like, I want it to be legalized so I never have to hear about it again. I I just wish that in a state as liberal as New Jersey, Mm -hmm. I wish there was a way to... Because the the opposers, I'm sure, are in the minority. Like, a very, very small vocal minority. All you have to do is meet some of their little demands. And they're just... There are some of their questions. Well, on top of that, though, there's a lot of people... Believe it or not, like I said, I do work in a legislative office where a lot of people will call in and they are very ignorant. And I mean this lightly, but they're very ignorant towards the topic or towards marijuana in general. They have no idea what actually. I actually had someone compare marijuana to heroin before. It's a class one. uh, Well, yeah. like the government says it is. So why wouldn't it be? I understand that. But when you tell me that your son overdosed on marijuana, I don't know what to say to that because that that's crazy. That's your son overdosed on heroin. That's fake news. That's fake news. But um, the thing is, is that one thing that I realize is that a lot of older people are the ones to call their legislators and, you know, express their frustration. Well, they call their legislators for anything anyway, but especially with something like this. Exactly. But if you are pro marijuana, call your legislators call your senators call your governor because Mm -hmm. in the office since it was older people that were calling it made it to us we know like everyone knows that majority of the country and the state is for marijuana number wise on paper it looks like majority of the state is against marijuana and it's because young people don't want to actually call their legislators and the young people are the ones that support marijuana legalization in in wide by wide margins in in Big majorities of the of the electorate want marijuana legal or at least at the very least decriminalized. Yeah, because the the laws are so strict regarding uh, marijuana punishment. Right. Which I also um, I remember I did speak to someone and he made up a good point and he was like, but what about our highways and our roads? Some people can't handle being high and some people can. Right. Well, well, what I would say to the point of not knowing about driving and driving 
high and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main issue is we don't have really a way to develop some kind of a weed breathalyzer is what they, yeah, they like to refer to. Yeah, because breathalyzers don't catch up. Don't right. catch on that. Right. Well, and there might be a way to actually develop that if there was a, a better way for uh, researchers to have access to marijuana because currently, I don't know if, uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't realize this, but um, federal studies or, or studies that are backed up by the government, there really is only one government source mm-hmm. for marijuana. Um, so so you get a backlog of cases and, and of studies, and it makes it incredibly difficult to be able to study marijuana because you're only allowed to get it from one place. So are you only getting that one strain? Well, you're only getting it from a certain place. Uh, you're probably getting very limited in terms of strains. It makes it more expensive because mm-hmm. uh, to, to have it done through the government and to have it legitimate by going through this one place and it's located in only one place, like it's a real physical location that you have to get it from. Right. And and obviously we know that the, the laws regarding purchasing marijuana are super strict from those kinds of places, especially right. if it's only a medical-based state. Um, but... If you were to uh, lighten up some of the federal laws, you'd be able to then do the research in how to develop a breathalyzer mm-hmm. and then be able to alleviate these fears of, well, what if they're driving high? Right. And and I think that's it's a, a legitimate concern that people are bringing up, mm. but they don't understand the real way to solve that is to fix the problem federally. See, this is so it's so annoying because... There's like pills like Adderall or a lot of like ADHD medicine that you that, can take that's legal but that, and can get it you has high. Ellis, it's literally like one um, molecule off of being basically acid or yeah. LSD or whatever. So it's like that's legal. People take Adderall and they're just like completely like straight mind. It's like talking to a wall and then talking or someone's on marijuana, which is a, you know, grown it's a, it's a real natural yeah plant. i mean it's so you don't have to add anything to marijuana exactly. and yet it's the complete enemy they're like oh like okay so you smoke marijuana you your eyes are a little low um you're super hungry right and you're just you're not like an evil person you're just super chill so it's just so confusing that marijuana is the enemy but i i think this would honestly if it was legal on the federal level, our economy would be booming. I mean, it would bring in a lot of tax revenue. I think that's what a lot of the states have. Switch alcohol. That's what or, they figured out. Yeah, switch alcohol with weed and, you know. And and you could also, they've they've talked about uh, making marijuana part of the ATF, the alcohol, um, tobacco, firearm. Because uh, they also put, like, explosives are in there and, yeah. and things like that. If you, if you regulate it like that, you'll be able to, I mean, it's a controlled substance. And that's that would be fine. Plus... I think a lot of the the misinformation is, of course, it's in older people. It's it's more older people that are misinformed, but it's coming from those marijuana propaganda films and propaganda oh gosh, from yes. from back in the day, where by lying and there's there's lies in those kinds of films and those kinds of you know information that they just convince you that marijuana is bad because of X, Y, and Z. Exactly. And it just not that there aren't bad parts of marijuana, but they're overblowing what it does and unwilling to have an open mind to do the research to do it right. Right. And I mean, let's call it like it is. We're like during the prohibition, everyone was still somehow getting their alcohol and it was super legal. You spent jail time in it, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Marijuana has brought to the floor mul- many times. Recently brought to the floor, being back to the floor in May, 
regardless, everyone's still smoking it. Do and what you want. There's still drug dealers out exactly. there. Well, and, and on that same point, Cory Booker was one of the people who was not in support of this States Act mm-hmm. because he said, I will not pass this until there is some kind of retroactive uh, decriminalization and expunging of records from anyone who was arrested, charged with marijuana possession, distribution, things like that. Booker 2020. Oi. <laughs> I will always say oi every time you say that. But... <laughs> Um, also going back to your other point, I'm all in favor of marijuana speakeasies since we had the, the prohibition of the twenties and had alcohol speakeasies. Let's yes. have marijuana speakeasies oh, Okay. for the, uh, the new, what are we going to call the, the twenties this time? Oh, they can't be the roaring. It's not the roaring twenties, but we'll have um, something. The rowdy twenties. Or the lit twenties. Oh, I feel like the lit twenties. It's the lit twenties. Millennially speaking here. Hashtag lit twenties. Lit twenties. And that's all for this edition of Millennially Speaking. I'm David Latimer. And I'm Cheryl Boyer. Be sure to check out our online video series on YouTube, Millennially Speaking 2. That's T-O-O, not T-W-O. New episodes drop Tuesdays. We'll be back next week. <laughs>